Outside the Shoot would like to thank one of their sponsors, the Links at Penn Hills. If you're a golfer, you're going to want to check out the Links at Penn Hills in Shubenacadie, Nova Scotia. With nine holes wide open situated along the beautiful Shubenacadie River, and the other nine tucked into woodland, this less Berber design is a challenge for the best of golfers. Located just 15 minutes from the Halifax Stanfield International Airport, the Links at Penn Hills has become one of the best courses in Nova Scotia. For more information or to book a tee time, go to linksatpennhills.com. Hey everyone, TGIF, and welcome to episode 5 of Outside the Shoot. I'm your host, Randy Frame. Well, this is a big one today as Chris and I sit down with one of the best to ever play the game of fast pitch, Lismore, Australia native, Nick Shales. This guy has a list of accomplishments that would take forever to mention, but some key ones would include a five-time ISC World Champion, ISF Men's World Champion with Australia in 2009, and a Canadian Senior Men's Championship in 2017 with the East Hans Mastodons. He's also a 10-time All-World Team Player at the ISCs, along with three MVP awards. In 2015, he was voted Best Player in the World by his peers. Nick now lives in Ontario with his wife Jen, who is expecting very soon, and son Lennox. We're going to talk to Shalesy about growing up in Australia, his time with the Aussie national team, winning numerous ISC titles, as well as his successful company, Lumberjack Sports. So as usual, grab a drink, sit back, relax, because here we go. Don't act surprised. I got soul like Jackson 5. Class, get it in with the classic vibe. I'm a full course meal, ain't no appetizer. Word, everybody gotta forget the everyday stress for a minute. We about to celebrate like we in the ninth inning. Two outs about the win the pennant. I'm waiting on my payday, like I'm living in my heyday. And we're live. What's up, Gumbo? Not much, man. How are you? Good, buddy. Good. Good. I'm super excited about today's guest. Yes, sir. Big one. Yes, sir. All the way from G'day, mate. Yes, sir. Chelsea. G'day, mate. How are you, boys? Good, man. What, uh, what's what's on the... I hear there's a big storm going on up there. There is. Uh, a couple of tornado warnings there this afternoon. So we're just uh, taking it easy downstairs and taking all classes over. Right on, right on. No, uh, is it... Uh, is it is it really bad? I've seen some video and uh, it looks pretty bad around the Kitchener area. Yeah, where we are, there's a few limbs and trees down, but uh, no tornadoes yet. So fingers crossed it stays that way. So I was doing some research on you, and I found out uh, you grew up in Lismore, Australia. Are you considered yeah. are you considered an East Coaster there, or like us, or what? <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say that. I'm about 20 minutes from the most easterly point of Australia, so right on. I'm an East Coaster. Excellent, excellent. So, uh, so where'd you get your start? Like, how'd you how'd you get your start down there? Uh, in Australia, we uh, played a fair bit of local ball when I was younger, uh, baseball, softball. But um, I guess juniors, juniors was all in Lismore, and travelled to Sydney for I think that was under sixteen. I think we first started going down there. Okay, so I was about thirteen at the time, or twelve or thirteen at the time. And uh, that was the first time I ever got to really play away from from uh, Lismore. Oh, okay. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, no doubt. So it, yeah. in uh, 2005, when I was doing my research there, it said uh, you represented New South Wales at the open level. What what exactly is, what what's that? So that's uh, that's our national titles. Okay. Um, so 2005, I was yeah, that was opened. Um. I was 20 then, but um, but before that, I started around the 16. So that was when I was 14. I trialed for the New South Wales side, and I didn't, and I didn't make it. I wasn't good enough. So I was lucky enough that uh, ACT, it's another province there, um, ended up picking me up and uh, went with them and had cheese and a couple other guys, and uh, we ended up beating New South Wales in the final. So that nice. was a good little. Uh, <laughs> Good little uh, tournament, but little, uh, little Michael Jordan was, story there. <laughs> I guess um, that was, but like I said, we had cheese. We had uh, Will Ashley, who was a pretty hard throw back then for ACT as well. And then we'll come up against guys like James Darby. So uh, it was it was tough, but uh, yeah, we got it done. It was pretty cool. Excellent. Then then yeah, the following year, I made the New South Wales team, and we uh, we ended up winning that as well. So. 
So that was my full uh, under-16 experience. Okay, right on. So then you went on to uh, the following year was with the uh, Aussie Steelers. So when you joined them? In, yeah, in 2006, I joined in, uh, the Aussie Steelers. Actually, there's a pretty funny story behind that. Um, on the same night, I was actually around at a mate's place and uh, I got a call out of the blue uh, from Michael Tuthridge, who's the manager of the Australian team, and said, hey, uh, just want to give you a call. Congratulations, you just made the national team. So I was over the moon, absolutely pumped. Like I'd been trialling for this, well, wanting to play for Australia for the longest time, and I couldn't for juniors because I was in the wrong year. So uh, I was over the moon. Uh, at, at my mate's place, had a couple of beers, and then no word of a lie, about an hour and a half later, I get a call from a guy named Craig Watermolin um, asking if I'd uh, if I'd like to come over to North America and play in the ISC. Wow. Okay. And I'd never I'd never really known too much about it, but he said he was from Wisconsin, like from Green Bay. I didn't even let him finish his sentence. I was like, I'm in. I'm in. Like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, in the same night, I, uh, I got the call for the, uh, for the Australian team and the call to come over to play IC ball. So, needless to say, that was a that was a pretty big night. Yeah, not a bad day. <laughs> yeah. No, not a bad day at all. <laughs> yeah. So, the, your, so actually, that was the lead into my next question was uh, your first ISC team. So, it, it was out of Wisconsin, was it? Yeah, yeah. So, I was with uh, Townline Bar and Grill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. How, so, how was that experience? Uh, it was good. Like it's Townline were one of those really good entry level teams. Um, had some of the best players to play go through there um, before me, and while I was there, like we had some great names coming through. Like uh, Juan Potalizio was there before me. Joel Southam, uh, Gooley, like Jeff Gulligan. Oh yeah, yep. Saber. Like do it. Tons of names, and then uh, while I was there, we had a we had a bunch like Anemia. We had Wayne Laulu, uh, James Darby. Uh, like we had, it was it was crazy the teams that we had for the size the team was. Yeah, this is all in town line. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like we had we had amazing names. It's just they the way they source their players were from previous players. Right. Oh, yeah. So it was all basically entry-level players. It's like, all right, who do you think from where you're from is going to be the next big thing? And they're just like, all right, well, this guy, you need to get hold of him. You need to get hold of him. And we all started it. Like Steve Mullally played there. He was there before me. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot about Lally. <laughs> um, we never have. But no, like – <laughs> Have to forget that guy. <laughs> um, but no, like we, they had an amazing way of sourcing young talent that uh, that not many teams do these days. Mm, yeah, that's absolutely crazy. But uh, but no, I was lucky enough to get my start through uh, through Joel Southam. Actually, he uh, he came over and absolutely killed it. He's a switch hitter from back home, and nah, absolutely. Yeah, and uh, he just wasn't coming back over because he was starting a family, and uh, they basically said, "Hey, do you know a shortstop?" And he's like, "Yeah, here's his number, here's his email, and get hold of him." Excellent. So how long? How yeah. long? How long were you there? I was there for three years, so from 2006 to 2008. Oh, okay, right on. So yeah, actually, so that's that leading into times. that's leading into 2009. You had a pretty big year with at the uh, ISCF uh, or ISF, there. So World Championships. That was uh Oh yeah. You guys, never forget that one. <laughs> pretty big uh pretty big win there for, for Australia. Oh, absolutely huge, mate. That was that was the first chance I got to represent Australia on the world stage, like other than ISF. Mm-hmm. Um same with Adam. And then, and, uh, then Adam, Adam throws a no hitter in the finals. Exactly. <laughs> and the night before I think he one hit them or something. Like it was Wow. It was in, it was insane. It, he was throwing bullets back then. Yeah. He still does. Yeah. But uh, but as you know, speed tends to uh, you tend to catch up to speed after a while. Mm-hmm. But back then, he he was just blowing people away. They had no answer. Yeah. So yeah, was there? You guys have a big party after or what? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we had a few uh, celebratory drinks. Um, <laughs> 
the there's a couple of things I remember from that was uh, you know her mother was there. Okay, she's been able to fly uh, fly everywhere that like wherever I've represented Australia at the world title, she's been there. Nice. So she's always made that a a thing. She's always going to be at the ISFs, but um, so that was unbelievable. And then um, actually on the bus ride back from the ballpark just after we won. A uh, bunch of the South African guys jumped on our bus because <laughs> they just wanted to experience it. Yeah, so <laughs> they were running up and down the aisle, singing, screaming, jumping on the jumping on the seat. <laughs> and we're all there, like, yeah, we're having some drinks, we're singing, we are the champions, whatever. We're yeah. watching these guys, and they're partying harder, party harder than we are. <laughs> wow! So we're just like, what is going on here? But. Uh, but no, they uh, they had a ball, but uh, we definitely definitely had a party to remember after that. That's for sure. Yeah, we ended up yeah we ended up just uh, booking out a nice uh, restaurant there and partied in Norway. Excellent. So was that is that really where like Adam and yourself kind of like broke out as far as you know what I mean? Like, um, I wouldn't say we broke out then. Yeah. Um, myself, I guess I was starting to get recognized a little bit mm. but uh adam had been dominating for a few years before he he's he'd been playing with patsy's out of new york and they were one of the best teams in the world right. he'd been playing isc ball since 2004 i think like he was like 17 oh that's right yes that's right too so uh so everybody sort of knew who I was, but at the same time they didn't realize that he was going to be that dominant on the world stage right yeah, I I get to uh, like I said in previous interview there, I get to go go head to head with them down at the AAUs in Florida, and that was uh, that was a treat actually, to, just to watch him pitch and and just see how hard he throws and everything. So, yeah, he's it's, uh, it's he, impressive. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, there's there's a reason I played on the same team as him for the last ten years. Yeah. <laughs> so, in, uh, if you don't have to face him. Yeah. Yeah. Really. So 2010 and 2011, you played with the play with Jarvis and yep. one ISC Worlds. How how did you end up in Jarvis? Um, to be honest, so 2009 I was with Aspen out of Saskatoon, and then from there, I I want to say it was uh, Sean O'Brien, maybe. Oh. I honestly can't remember now. Wow, I think it could have been Sean. But um, I know, well, he came over at the same time mm-hmm. to uh, to Jarvis, same with Robbie, uh, same with, yeah, there was there was a few of us, and then Adam was on board, and Brad Ronan was on board, like, it was, it was a ridiculous team, to be honest, mm. and um, yeah, I'm not sure, actually, no, I do remember now, it was Doc Simmons. Okay, okay. I was, we were playing, he was involved with, he was watching us play Aspen versus uh, the Midwest Stampede. Right. And I was uh, facing Sean Witten, who throws bullets. Bullets. And uh, he was just lighting us up and, and I guess I, I ran into one and, and he went straight down the right field line and it carried a fair way. And uh, after the game, when I was walking out, Doc sort of pulled me aside. He's like, you got a bit of that one. I said, well, you get lucky every now and then. And he's like, yeah, that's what I heard about you. Keep your phone on. I was like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know. (laughs) He he heard you get lucky uh, every once in a while? (laughs) Yeah, well, you never know, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They can throw the ball the same spot 10 times in a row. You might only hit one of them. Mm, True enough. But... uh, but no, yeah, I remember yeah, Doc coming up to me after that game and said a few words and then went back to the hotel and had a chat with Sean. I think that the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> how was that how was that winning that first ISE title? How was how was that feeling? Unreal. Hmm. Unreal. Um and to do it the way that we did it was <clears throat> unheard of, really. Um coming up against the Kitchen and River Sharp twins, going for their three peat. Yeah, and Adam ended up getting hurt midway through that uh, that tournament. So then we had Trevor, Ethia, and Fibsy 
whole fancy, yeah. As our backups. And so Adam tried to go, and the crazy thing was, it was supposed to be Adam Folger versus Todd Martin. Oh, wow. Both, both of them injured themselves. <laughs> I think Todd, <laughs> I think Marty blew out his groin, and Adam blew out his arm or something. And so it ended up being Ethia versus Donnie Scott, I think, to start with, and then Fibsy came in. Okay. And uh, yeah, we, they they had a crazy lineup. Like Jody Eyed, Jeff Gulligong, Pat Shannon, Ryan Wolf. Uh, Ryan Wolf. Oh, I don't know whether it was Razor with them then. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but like, it was, their lineup was just ridiculous. Yeah. There's a reason they were going for a three deep. And uh, yeah, we uh, we ended up pulling it off. It was. Uh, Absolutely crazy. That was in Midland. Oh, in Michigan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was unreal. Mm. So the uh, the year after or after you guys won, is that when you moved to uh, Hill United? After two thousand eleven. No, we won. Yes, after two thousand eleven. No, so eleven we won in Quad Cities, and uh, then yeah, after that, Adam and I. Because we're living in uh, in Erie, Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, the United guys are literally just the other side of the border. So we were about two hours from them. And a guy named Mike Joseph uh, played in the Erie League. And he was from Six Nations Reserve. And he'd drive down and pitch in that league and then drive home. And we were playing in the same league and then... Yeah, one night he's just like, hey, uh, we've got a sponsor up this way that, uh, that wants to put a team in. Don't say yes right now. Come up, play a couple of league games in uh, in Buffalo, like just uh, the other side of the city. Right. And uh, yeah, come up, stay the night. We'll take you out for dinner. We'll, we'll sort of show you show you what we're about. And they've done that a couple of times. And me and Adam sort of looked at each other and went, what? Like, this is insane. <laughs> like, these, these, <laughs> these guys are absolutely nuts. And uh, then we got the talk in, and that was halfway through the 11th season. And uh, both Adam and I were sort of in between whether we wanted to stay with Jarvis or whether we wanted to move on. And then when we realized these guys were for real and were talking about signing the people that were, so- that were talking about signing, we're just like, all right, let's do it. And then, uh, yeah, then once we signed on, Mark Johnson's already signed on. Right. He's, he'd already played uh, hockey and juniors for uh, for Kenny before. Okay. So he knew he knew all the Hill guys already. And he, as soon as they said they were having a team, Mark's like, yep, I'm in. Let's play. Right. And... Uh, then as soon as we signed, they were all about uh, signing guys that are going to perform well together. So after that, they went and signed Jason Hill, Brad Ezekiel, Jeff Ellsworth, and Steve Mullally. Some pretty big names there. It's pretty shitty names. There's a couple. <laughs> there's a couple big names there. But that's a that's a crazy thing that people don't realize about who United. They started this team in the prawn era. Oh, yeah, so right, all yeah. of the all of these guys, you could only start with. I think it was five prongs. Right. So we tried to bunch up as many guys as possible that were good friends that weren't prongs, and basically just have a great mentality for the team and have it sort of family, have fun, and enjoy yourself. Makes sense, yeah. And uh, and yeah, straight from the get go, we <laughs> the first year we. Uh, we lost three games the whole year. Wow. The two, the two championships at, at the ASA and Worlds, the final world. Wow. So the three that you really want to win mm-hmm. yeah. were, the, were the only three that we lost in that first year. That's incredible. Yeah. It was, it was, a, it was unreal. Like I've never seen a team play the way that we had that whole year and, and come up short. But in the first year, we made every championship, and so the sponsors were over the moon. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, we're knocking at the door, and this is the first year. Let's let's do this. And they jumped on board and said, all right, well, as long as we go, let's let's do this. That's awesome. Like from a personal standpoint, I guess 
my curiosity, like what, what is it about that organization that like makes it so prestigious, like on the world level? Uh, I think it's a respect. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they put, well, they put a lot of money into the team. That's, that's the thing, right? It's, they don't, and they, they don't just sit back and hand the reins over to just anybody. Mm-hmm. They, they bring in coaches that people respect. They bring in players that people respect. They, they make sure that the atmosphere around the ballpark and around the hotel is ball. There's no outside influences. It's just straight up. Look, we're here to do a job. Have fun. Go to the beer tent. Have a few beers after you've after the day or whatever. But remember, we're here. We're here to play. And uh, and then, to be honest, like most weekends, the sponsors will come over and say, "All right, well, let's go for dinner somewhere." All right, bring your families. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's so, so all the families go out, the wives interact, kids interact, all the ball players sitting around having a few beers. So it really brings the family to the ballpark. So it's, you, yeah, I can't fault these guys one bit. They've, they've been amazing for me and my family, and I'm sure all the other boys would say the same. Yeah, no, that, that sounds like a fantastic atmosphere to, <laughs> to be playing ball in. Uh, oh yeah, it, it helps a lot. Oh, for sure. So, under the under the amount of ISC World titles that you won with Hill United, any uh, yep. any good stories from any of those wins or <laughs> um, <laughs> that you can uh, care to share? We can still edit this shit. I just want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, out of all the wins, jeez, uh, honestly. <laughs> put, put you on the spot time. there, Shelsey. Yeah, you did. Jeez, uh, we should have had some questions for Ted. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, I'm stunned now. I'm trying to think back. When was the, the first one we won? Did you guys win was, in 2013? Yes. Yeah. So what was that? Was that Quad City? Uh, or was that Kitchener? No, 2014 was, was Kitchener, I believe. Yeah. 13 was uh, was Quad Cities, and we ended up winning on a walk-off sack fly against the Gremlins, I think that was. Okay. And um, all of our big bats went quiet, and uh, Calvin Miller came up in the seventh inning, who was, I think it was, I think he was playing shortstop at the time, and uh, hit a double off the wall when we brought in a guy named Jamie Shields to run huh. for him and still to this day uh, Calvin swears that he's quicker than Jamie <laughs> so we, we had to get him in a running race after the final and, and true enough they were pretty much neck and neck the whole way but I got to play uh, a Nationals with Shieldsy there and with, when I was with Charlottetown in 2013 he's a fantastic guy Oh, mate, he's a champion, yeah. absolute champion. But his hair held him back a bit, I think. <laughs> he had the big locks flowing. Yeah. But uh, but no, he, uh, he slid under the tag. Just like It could have gone either way, that call. Hmm. And uh, all I remember was everyone was holding their breath up against the fence. And as soon as they said save, it, was, it honestly felt like we pushed the fence down and went right onto the diamond. Wow. Yeah. So it was absolutely insane, especially doing against the Greenland League. That that was the hardest I've ever seen Adam throw. That was the most dominant I've ever seen Adam throw. Hmm. He, I think he broke the record for most consecutive perfect innings that tournament. Wow! Uh, and but the thing that people don't realize is he went back to back against Gremlins for seven innings the first night and ten innings the second. Oh, I can't remember now, but it was it was something insane. Like he went through the first fourteen perfect, and then it was in the fifteenth inning against them that Gulagon got a base hit to right field, and that was the only hit that he gave up. That's incredible. But uh, it's the only time I've ever really been on the field and standing at second base thinking I don't even need my glove. Like. Um, <laughs> Like you, you asked pretty much anybody on the team. We were all sitting back just watching the Adam show. Like it, was, <laughs> it was insane. That's I've awesome. never seen someone throw that hard, that accurate, and just 
dominate. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, it was ridiculous. That, that the year in Kitchener in twenty fourteen, you guys beat them in the final, correct? We beat. Who did we beat? Jarvis. Beat, I think you beat Kitchener in the final in twenty fourteen. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Yeah, Jeremy Manley was strong. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. He's he's from New sure. Zealand, right? He's from New Zealand, oh, but okay. he's based out of the states now. I think. Right. He's, I think he's coaching college down there. Oh, but okay, he's awesome. a tough thrower too, but uh, but that was the the same sort of thing. Like it was, it was the bottom of the order got it done again. Like it was it was huge. It was a walk off um, by like Sandy was on base. Sandy, <laughs> Sandy was on base, and then uh, Craig Crawford hit a base shot into in the right field, scored Sandy. So nice. it was it was none of our big guys that uh, really done the damage, but it was. Uh, that's the crazy thing about our lineup is that doesn't matter whether it's the top or the bottom. Like it's you don't get a don't get a rest. That's that's no, unreal. Not a bad lineup. Yeah. No, that's a not not too bad at pretty all. Pretty good. Yeah. So around that time, uh, you were uh, voted best player in the world by your peers. What uh, what was your reaction to that? Oh, man, I was stunned to be honest. It's, mm ridiculous amount of players good players that I've, I've played with and against over the over the years that deserve that title way more than me I think but uh, I think it was just that that four-year run that I had a good good four-year run and that's what they based it off I think but uh, no it was it was humbling it was it was it was amazing to sort of know that hey like people have sort of recognized how much I put into it and and voted that I was yeah I was up there that time. Right on. That's yeah. that's that's pretty crazy. Like that's <laughs> to be voted best player right. in the world is incredible. Not a bad title. Oh. Yeah. I think the, the thing that blew me away most was it was it was from my peers. That's that's the thing that got me. It wasn't a panel of judges or it wasn't whoever voting on it wherever and it was just somewhere. It was yeah. It wasn't it wasn't the umpires at the ISCs or, the, or no. you know what I mean. That's it. It's not the ISC saying you're the best player. It's, it's, it was all the all the players and the fans and, and all that sort of stuff. So that was that was a really good feeling to to know that uh, that's that's how highly they thought of uh, of my game. Yes, that's awesome. So, yeah. 2016, you joined a team from Nova Scotia called the East Hans Mastodons. Yeah, and wasn't that an eye opener? What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how did how did that come about? Uh, that was through Sandman and Scott. Okay. So uh, Sandy, I uh, I called him because to start with, like, I'm, as most people know, I'm really good friends with all of the Nuki guys, mm. and uh, they'd asked me. And I was just like, I don't even know if I can play Canadian Nationals, let alone like commit to anything. And of course, they asked you. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they needed. And then, yeah, uh, yeah exactly. And then, uh, then the first year I was eligible to play was in Newfoundland. And so Hilly calls me back and and basically says, "We're going to go with a full Newfoundland team at home, but like we we definitely like to." have you next year and I was just like oh, look I understand that that's no worries at all so I uh, got hold of Sandy and Sandy's like yeah I'm pretty sure we can use you <laughs> <laughs> I was like alright well like, let's work out logistics and let's get me out there and let's play Yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, but I've always I don't know. It's it's weird playing for Hill United. It would have been weird playing for the Noobs. I've never played. I'd never played for the best team. Like I'd never been the. All right, this is a team to beat. I've always been the underdog. So I've always been like, all right, I'm going to beat them just mm-hmm. because they're the best. And uh, so coming into Hill United, that was weird. And then, uh, but going with the Macedons, like the culture was great. Like it was the confidence and everything was there, but the further we went in the tournament, the more you see guys going, whoa, like we can do this. And the energy level just kept rising and rising and rising over the week. And 
I think Scope said it in a previous interview. Like we uh, we ran into our hot Colin Walsh. Like he he threw really well in that in that uh, bronze medal game. Uh, he tied all of us up. He kept us all off balance, and <laughs> he was just lights out on the day. Like the difference between that and the next year was lights out. We we dominated in the year after. It was just that game was his, and he he took it. He he loved it. Mm. Yeah. So, but uh, no, going to Newfoundland with with uh, with the Macedons was was unreal. What, and what was your impre- the- what was your impression of the boys? Like. Because I mean I know oh, pretty boys, much all of them, so. <laughs> oh, <laughs> boys are unreal. Yeah. Um, well, I known Sandy for for a number of years, and I known Scott. Yeah. But uh, getting to know all the other guys like Duff, um, like all the boys, it's great guys. So they'll give you the shirt off the back, and yeah, it's it's always good to know that everyone's got your back. Yeah. Oh, Doesn't for sure. Matter. Like just walking into the team, I felt like I was part of it. Mm-hmm. It was. Uh, it's not many teams you can do that with, but that was definitely one of them. Right on. So, and all the way up until I actually met Opie's mother, I did think <laughs> that she was one legged. <laughs> one legged. <laughs> oh my mom! That's God awesome. love her. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, your your mother's been getting more props on here than yeah. Than a lot I hope of she people. doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Love you, so, man. 2017, Chelsea, you had a, a very busy year. Uh, yes. Started with the uh, WBSC Championships there in Whitehorse. Uh, yep. Maybe maybe walk through that a little bit. Um, to say Whitehorse was different is an <laughs> understatement. It was always, it was always uh, daylight, wasn't it? Uh, until, geez, I think it was daylight until 11.30. And then it turned to dusk from 11.30 to 2 and then the sun came back up. That's insane. So it was, uh, it was just, it was just crazy. <laughs> but um, besides that, it was middle of summer. It was drizzling the whole time. It felt like we didn't get a day with sun. And it was cold. Oh. So it was very, very weird. But, um, but no, it was, uh, White Horse was, was really good like we we ran through the tournament really really well like having Adam and Cheese always helps <laughs> but um, yeah having the best one two combination in the world is is a very big plus well confidence wise yes for sure <laughs> oh yeah oh knowing that you they can go out and shut down basically any team in the world and you've just got to get them a couple of runs right it's, it's definitely a weight off your shoulders as a as a hitter, mm-hmm. and uh, but no, we we had a we started out tough. A um, couple of the boys were hitting really well, and we had to shuffle our uh, lineup around because I was getting walked a lot. Mm. Nobody nobody would pitch to me. So in the end, uh, Lang Harrow, who's our coach, and great ball player in his own, uh, basically came up to me and goes, how do you feel about leading off? And I said, yeah, sure. I'll lead off. I don't care. Let's go. <laughs> and uh, first game we tried it, uh, we came out against Argentina facing uh, Maxi Montero. And I let off with a bomb. <laughs> and uh, came back in. And was like, oh, I guess you like it, eh? I said, all right, well, let's keep it going then. <laughs> Beating them fairly fairly handily, right. and then came out the next game, same same thing. Came out and let off, and I think it was double or something. But uh, oh, just a double, no big yeah. deal. But but <laughs> but it was all the guys around me were hitting, so it was it was perfect. It was like it was just sort of rolling on, rolling on, and then Lane's like, all right, let's get you back in that three hole and and, and get you working from there. But it was it's it's amazing how much it can spark different people just a change in the lineup but uh but adam and cheese were absolutely dominant like that was going to be cheese's last uh last oh, okay. wbsc now right but but uh because we came so close and we got the silver uh he decided to come back for one more which was amazing because mm-hmm. the guy's an absolute legend like yeah. you can't wow well, <laughs> i couldn't have 
asked for a better teammate over the last 10 years in the Australian team and she's like, yeah. he's unreal. Excellent. So yeah. after, after that, you, uh, another ISC world title with Hill United, another all world, yep. another all world team selection. <laughs> yeah. I've, uh, I don't know. I've had some, had some good seasons with the ISC. So I don't know, I guess, I guess the ISC selectors or whoever it is up there like me, but, um, but no, 2017 in Grand Rapids was was good. It was it was basically to show that we hadn't lost anything, and uh, losing the one the year before hurt. But it was basically to come back and say, "Well, John beat us," and Adam was dominant again. And uh, <laughs> it just seems like every time we run the table, he's just lights out. Yeah. He gave up one run that whole tournament, and that was a solo shot. That's incredible. Uh, like, oh, it's nuts. And, but you can't take anything away from Sandy either. Like, Sandy yeah. caught every single inning. Like, he's... Yeah. I, I don't know what to say about Sandy. Like, it doesn't matter what I say. It's not going to be enough. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that at the end. I have a little player association, so we'll we'll talk about Sandy at okay. the end there. Uh, oh, so, uh... After that was the uh, senior nationals with with the Massanons. Nationals in Saskatoon. Yep. We've no, we've heard was... we've heard about about that a lot on this podcast so far. So uh... yeah, the well, Massanon podcast. Yeah, the Mustang. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I heard, I heard that. It's kind of fitting, I guess. <laughs> it's got to start somewhere. Oh yeah. So maybe some thoughts on that. Oh man, that was that was unreal. Like we we came out that week and we thought we could better our better our medal from last time and uh, started week we were a little bit rusty we didn't like a few of us weren't hitting the way that we should have been and started out a little bit slow but uh then once the week started to get going a few guys got uh, got clipped and i think it sparked something that uh that pissed a few people off and i was like all right well if they're gonna start drilling us then game on let's go <laughs> And uh, what was that thing? I think I got clipped, and Archie got clipped in the hand. I think, and uh, and I was like, "All right, we've had enough of this." And then it was just like a switch had been flipped, and we just basically ran the table from then on. Uh, Scope was lights out. That was unreal. Mm. But uh, but not like. The, the accommodation situation, I won't go into it too much because it's already been covered a few times on here. Yeah. But uh, but that was that was pretty scary. That was to know that Scope's little boy was literally six feet away from a guy in their room. Yeah. That's, that scared the crap out of all of us. And uh, to be honest, the way the team bounced back from that was absolutely crazy. I think it was Andy basically came around and said, hey, you got 50 bucks or whatever. And I was like, yeah, here you go. What, what's it for? He's like, we're just, we're going to pay Scope back. He's like, yeah, perfect. Sounds good. And he sort of rallied up all the boys and got behind it and Scope ended up getting his money back. Not that he was worried about it. Right. Yeah. But it sort of brought the team together and sort of said, hey, we're all in this. It's not just one guy here that loses out. Like, we're we're a team here. Let's, let's pick him up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so that was leadership sort of came in big there. But, uh, but outside of that, he, uh, yeah, he was like out in the diamond. He was, he was throwing hard. He was throwing good spots. He was, he was, he was wrecked. He was bugging, but every single inning, he man up chest out. All right, let's go again. One inning in time. Yeah. So, but uh, no, he got through it really well. Yeah, I still find it funny that I still talk to Scope about this. That his his worst statistic ERA and everything was that Nationals compared to like 2014 to 2019, and you guys won it. <laughs> so yeah, oh yeah. But, well, but it so, helps with the hitters that we had. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And uh, like I, it had been touched on before as well, but uh, when Scope asked the pitcher that we should pick up. I, uh, I was going to ask you about I that. Just, oh, okay. <laughs> so I basically just said, uh, like, for 
like nothing against Kyle at all, but for the amount that he pitched the previous year and the games that he pitched, I knew myself I'd pitched previously. I hadn't pitched for a little while, but I used to pitch a lot when I was younger. So mm. I uh, I just said, look, I'll I'll throw a few innings if you need it. Like I I don't mind, but the one thing that we missed was another bat. Mm-hmm. Like if we had that one more big bat in our lineup, they're not going to be throwing around people. They actually got to go at everybody. And uh, so I guess Scott took that back, and Sandy took that back, and said, "Yeah, all right. Well, what do you think?" And uh, that's where Elsie came in, and he uh, he came up big. He went uh, he, he went well, went really well. Yeah. So maybe I was going to ask you, maybe touch a little bit. A lot of people don't know maybe listening to this, that you have a, a company called Lumberjack Sports. Yeah. Uh, maybe uh, enlighten our viewers on Lumberjack Sports. Sure. Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I basically went through a couple of pairs of batting gloves in half a season. I was sick of it. I was like, I have to be able to make a pair better than this. So went on a mission, and for 18 months, I was sourcing manufacturers basically from all over the world and uh, trying to put together a glove that had last. And uh, yeah, after about 18 months, I found it and trialed it all the way through and decided, yeah, finally I can I could definitely sell these. Mm-hmm. So got them out to a couple of boys to start with. They loved them and went from there. And as soon as, uh, as, soon as Logo sort of got out, everyone's like, oh, this is a pretty cool logo. We started to branch out into a bunch of other things. But, uh, yeah, it all started basically from just I was sick of the big-name brands just taking everyone and like, taking advantage of everyone, really, mm. and charging 60 bucks for a pair of batting gloves at last half a season. Yeah, exactly. If that. If that. And uh, where well, I can make one that should last for a couple of seasons and half the price. So did you take like a like, – was it a cricket glove, was it? Yeah, so I because I used I used to play. My family evolved a lot around cricket because right. my mother had seven brothers. So yeah, so uh, they all play cricket. So I was sort of born up in a cricketing family, and uh, that leather is made to last out in the middle of a cricket pitch for twelve hours a day. Right. So I was like, well, why can't I blend that with the baseball batting glove? Uh, so I had to go to those sort of Middle Eastern countries to try and uh, try and find cricket club manufacturers, and then try and blend that in with a baseball batting glove. So went to a few manufacturers there because they're just like, "Nope, this is what we've got. And that's it." And I said, "Well, I don't want what you've got. I want you to make what I want." And uh, finally, found a couple of wood, and uh, yeah, it, it came up really really nice it uh and the leather just it doesn't seem to crust up like the other batting gloves i don't know what it is that was an added bonus i didn't realize that to start with until the boys came back to me after after a full season and uh they threw the batting gloves in their bag and pulled them out to start practicing again over the winter and said that it was like they just put them on oh wow and i was just like oh i didn't even notice that, to be honest, because I was swinging non-stop there for about two years, just trying to trying to figure out how to make these things. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah, it was uh, everything came up really well, and then yeah, threw together some some different uh, different designs, different uh, plaid designs, I guess. And uh, I don't know what it is about you Canadians, but you tend to love plaid. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So, uh, how, how's things going? Like everything's everything's going pretty well from what it, I can see online, anyway. Uh, everything everything's been going fairly well. The, the whole COVID nineteen thing has slowed down every sport business out there. Oh, uh, for sure. Just because there isn't anybody playing sport, it's only the select few here and there that might actually be able to get out and take some PP. But um, it's it's been tough. I had to have to cut back on marketing and all that sort of thing. But it's the same as every other sporting business, really. It's it's a really tough time for them. But uh, luckily for me, it's 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 not my full time gig, mm. so uh, I'm able to have my normal job take care of everything, and everything goes back straight into the business. So mm. it's I'm pretty lucky in that aspect. Right on. 
So there's you have a yeah. couple. There's a couple of like MLB prospects or guys actually in the show that are that are using your product. Is there not? Yeah, so funny story. Uh, Monday, my uh, a young kid by the name of Aaron Whitefield, who was a uh, softballer from back in Australia. Mm-hmm. I played with his old man, and um, he grew up in Queensland, in Brisbane. And I went to one nationals with Queensland. It was just before I moved over here, and he was on that team. Like God, he was young. I don't even know how old he would have been, maybe 16, 17, 15 maybe. Mm -hmm. But um, so he was just asking stupid amount of questions. Just what do you do here? What do you do there? Blah, blah, blah. And then uh, he sort of asked me, well, what do you think of baseball? I said, I grew up playing baseball. I grew up playing softball. I played both. And love both. It's just I, I committed to softball because that was the way that I felt I wanted to go. And he said that he was going to try for baseball. I said, go for it, man. Have at it. And uh, so he ended up playing baseball for the next couple of years, got signed by the Minnesota Twins, and then uh, been in in double-A ball there for a little while. And when I first started this company, and I basically called him and said, hey, do you want some batting gloves? And he's like, yep. (laughs) So So I sent him a bunch. And he's like, "How much do I need? <laughs> you don't need anything, man. Just, just use them." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so from there, then he, he loved him. He's like, "Look, I've got to get my agent to call you and set up a contract or whatever." I said, "Yeah, like if if you need to put it into writing, whatever. But you've you've got gloves for the rest of your life." And he's just like, "Really? <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's let's put it into writing." So uh, got him signed up. And then Monday, he messages me on Instagram and says, "Hey man, can you uh, can you call me ASAP?" And here I am freaking out because he's 24, 24, 25 now, mm-hmm. and he's on a visa in North Carolina because he came over to start spring training, and then it never eventuated there was going to be a season. Right. All right. So he's been in North Carolina for the last couple of months. And uh, so here I am thinking, oh, crap, like, is he getting deported? Like, what, what's going on? He keeps calling him five times. Didn't answer. I'm just like, oh, shit, what's going on? <laughs> Calls me back five minutes later. And he's like, geez, I didn't think he'd get back to me that quick. And I was like, man, you said ASAP. What's up? <laughs> he's like, oh, thought I had time to have a shower. <laughs> like, what, what's going on, man? And he's just like, I just got the call up. I'm going to the big leagues. Oh, wow. I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. So, oh, yeah, I was insanely pumped for him. That's amazing. And he's like, oh, do you think you can send me some like some fresh gloves? Like, Because I know there's going to be photos and everything taken. I said, Dan, I'll send you my whole stock. Yeah, I don't wh- care. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, man. I, I don't care about anything anymore. You made the beats. This is awesome. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I talked to him for the next sort of half hour and been talking to Peter for the last couple of days. Had to fly to Minnesota, quarantine for a couple of days, and then he goes into the in the camp with the sixty man roster, and uh, and yeah, so he's playing in a league uh, in a squad games right now. So it's with uh, your gloves. That's incredible. With yeah, with my gloves, it's it's absolutely insane. And the the other crazy part is he was with Birdman Bats, so. It's a baseball bat company, wooden bat company, and I'm actually about to start working and uh, be the uh, MLB, uh, I guess, salesperson or whatever, but uh, the correspondent for the MLB and Australia-Japan for a baseball bat company. Jeez, what? Yeah, so it's called Abo Baseball. Okay. And... Trevor and I have become really good friends over the last couple of years. We just sort of been bouncing off each other and we go to do different tournaments and I'll do Lumberjack, he has Abo, and we sort of help out each other. And one setup, no one was really coming over. So I said, here, give me a bat. I'm going to go and swing some of the cages. And took a few cuts and all of a sudden an ex-big leaguer comes over thinking, hey, he's a coach. And he's like, who's that hitting? I saw me in there and uh, he's just like, what bat have you got? showed him and then next minute I look over and there's 20 kids that he's there and from then Trevor's like you're coming with me to every single demo I've got <laughs> 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 like, 
I'm just like, all right, like, I'll, I'll come and help out, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, the last couple of months, we sort of uh, we settled on a, on a deal. And, yeah, I'm going to be the correspondence for that. Nick, that's awesome, man. But, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, and so Aaron's actually uh, swinging those bats as well. Nice. So that's, that's, that's going to be huge because that's, that's one of the first big leaguers that uh, that Abo Baseball's had. Mm. So, uh, yeah, it's, everything's just sort of, it's, it's amazing just who you know and how you run into things. It's, it's a crazy world. Oh, it's crazy word of mouth or, you know, just being at the right spot at the right time. It's it is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hey, Nick, I have a question for you. Um, so with sure. softball on the kind of on the back burner right now, is it correct for me to say that Ontario is not playing right now as well as Nova Scotia? Yeah. Uh, well, there, there might be a league or two starting up. I'm that I don't know about, but right. uh, I've, I'm basically resided to the fact that I'm not playing this year. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, what have you been doing to keep up? Like, uh, because I know you're probably coming back next year. Wouldn't be a question. Yes. No. Um, that was uh, that was actually one of the things the boys uh, were talking to me about. It's like, oh, you're going to love this summer. Like the guys that have retired, it's like you're going to love this summer. Just hanging out with the family, going to be able to do your own thing. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm worried that I'm going to like it too much, and I'm not going to want to go back. But right. uh, but no, seeing seeing some of the uh, the ball being played in the states right now, and uh, and watching some of that, it's it's like all right, get me back there. Like I, I want to face this stuff, and I want to get back into it. But uh, but no, I'm I'm lucky enough that uh, through Abo Baseball, uh, they have a training facility that's about half an hour from my place. So. Uh, I can go down there. Like I've been been going down there and turning up, like actually turning wooden baseball bats on a lathe. Okay. Like yeah, making bats and and all that sort of stuff to send out. And then after we've made up a few bats, we jump in the cage on the hit tracks machine and and take take a bunch of cuts. And uh, yeah, I've been staying in shape a little bit, but uh, there's definitely been a lot more uh, a more beer consumption over this summer <laughs> than, uh, than most. Yeah, I know but, what you're talking uh, about. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but no, it's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm definitely uh, definitely coming back next year. There's, Good stuff. There's no worries about that. But uh, I've got a few more things to get through here first. Yeah. Got a uh, got another one, uh, little one due here in the next six to eight weeks. I was going to say, I was going to say, Jen's probably happy that you're home right now. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's, she's enjoying <laughs> it for sure. Is, uh, uh, is Lennox yeah. excited about the baby coming? Oh, man, he's excited about everything. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. That, that kid is nuts. <laughs> he, doesn't, he doesn't stop. From the minute his feet hit the floor, he's running everywhere. Yeah. He's He's got to be doing something. He's, he has to be outside. He has to be doing something. <laughs> and Jen just looks at me like, yeah, I wonder where we get that from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's good. But, uh, but no, it's, it, it, it has been amazing just, just seeing him growing as quickly as he is like I missed a lot of that last year just because I was away at so many tournaments and now it's it's like holy crap like he's learning so much it's it's insane and then now like I said in two months time there's not going to be much sleep going on in this house but no. Uh, no. but no it's, we're excited it's a new new chapter so that's good it's all exciting yeah, growing your family is very fun well, for sure oh that's it mate and to be honest I I don't know how it quite worked out, but it was looking like the due date was going to be very close to Canadians this year. Yeah, we uh, talked about that actually uh, before COVID hit. That Nikki may yeah. not be at nationals. We were like, "Oh, this is great. Hold off, Jen." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought a few people might be happy. Oh yeah, but uh, but yeah. So as soon as this COVID thing hit, I was just like, "I guess it's a sign." All right, hold off. Yeah, let's uh, let's get this kid here, and then we'll get back to playing again next that's year. That's good. That's good. Exactly. Good for yeah. you guys. All right, Chelsea, we're gonna I'm gonna finish this off with I'm gonna throw some players at you. I just want to give you sure. get you to give thoughts on them. Uh, yep. Adam Folkart. Adam Folkart, best pitcher, best yeah, best all round player that I've ever played with. He is uh, one of my best mates. He stood up in my wedding as well, so he's. Me and him have been really close over the last, geez, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, he's, I've, I've faced some of the people that have 
that are considered the best. And I know I caught a lot of them on the tail end of their career and not taking anything away from anyone, but just from what I've seen and experienced, I, <laughs> I can't say anyone's better than Adam Salkart. He's, he's just been so dominant for so long. Excellent. Uh, Andrew Kirkpatrick. Jeez, that guy doesn't age. I swear. <laughs> he's, he's, and like, he is the all round athlete. He's, probably best hitter that Australia's ever seen. He's one of the best pitchers Australia's ever seen. He's captain the national team. Like he's if there's anything I don't think there's one thing in this sport that he hasn't accomplished. Right. Like he's he's one of the most down to earth guys you'll ever meet in your life. Me and him didn't like each other for the longest time. And that was mainly because we didn't know each other. Yeah. yeah. Well that's usually how it and goes. Then, yeah, well, that's it. It was, it was basically the same as Brady and Scope. Yeah. Yeah. She hated me because I wasn't scared of him. I'd, right. I'd just go right at him. He'd, he'd try and pitch to me, and I'd, I'd hit him. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time, I could see it really well out of his hand. and It's not like I had a pick on him or anything, but, uh, yeah, there's just a couple of years there that, I, to be honest, it was me sliding into home when he was covering the plate. And uh, he landed on top of me, and I'm just like, you know, I'm going to on my cleat. Yeah, I'm good. And gave me a hand up. And he's like, oh, maybe not so much of a dick. <laughs> and uh, so then I was like, yeah, he did. And, uh, yeah, we, just, we got along really well. That's great. Where, no, where did the nickname come from? Cheese? Yeah. I've never heard too many stories to be able to say one. Okay. It's, it's, it's like a myth. I swear. <laughs> you, I, I, you ate I too much cheese? Or? <laughs> I, I, one of them I heard was he ordered mac and cheese in a restaurant and started holding into it and uh, just put his head up and said, oh, this tastes like it's got cheese in it. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was one of them. And to be honest, I believe it. But there's, there's been a couple others floating around. So I, I honestly don't know. All right. Yeah. All right. Next one is uh, Jeff Ellsworth. Jeff Ellsworth, Captain Canada. Uh, great guy. Like he, uh, his leadership skills are second to none. Um, one of my really good mates over here, and I could ask him for anything. But uh, the way he, the way he holds himself on the field and off the field, the way, he, the way he interacts with kids and adults, the same. It's it's, it's a definite gift mm-hmm. and uh, just an all around great guy and great ball player. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Brad Rona. Brad Rona. That guy's a beast. <laughs> um, he's he's up there with one of the best third basemen I've ever been able to play with. And to be honest, I loved having him on my team. Hated having him against me. Mm. He, uh, he was a uh, force to be reckoned with there for so many years and definitely one of the better hitters that, uh, that has played the game for sure. Right on. Uh, we talked about him earlier there. Jason Sanford. Jason Sanford. Sandman is salt of the earth. Like he's, he's one of the best guys I've ever had the privilege to uh, to play with. Mm-hmm. And the guy takes an absolute beating behind the plate. Like it's yeah. insane. I've never seen a guy get hit with so many foul tips in my life, <laughs> but every single time he gets back up, he walks out, gives his ball and goes, that hurt. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. He does, and and, and that's a, that's the thing. He'll go straight back to the same pitch he just got hit with. I'm yeah. like, dude, just broke his but thumb. He Throw it again. That's it. I broke my thumb. Joe, another inside dip. I like. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. But no, uh, he's no, he's he's one of the best guys off the field as well. Like he's I I can't speak highly enough of Jason Sanders. Yeah, I said it to Brady. I mean, when he mentioned him, I, he's just so calm. Sandy's so calm yeah. behind the plate. Oh yeah, all the time. It's he knows he's smart enough to learn off the people before, and that was the thing. He he learned off Sean O'Brien. He learned yeah. off Crawler. Like mm-hmm. he, he learned off a bunch of guys. And I'd love to get my hands on his little black book <laughs> because that book would have so many secrets in it. It would yeah. be insane. <laughs> <laughs> the last one is our next guest, Jason Hill. Jason Hill, he's. He's one of my best friends over here. Oh, just period, to be honest. He's a great guy, great family man. Doesn't matter 
whether it's 3 0, 2 0, what part of the game it is, if he's not swinging to the fence, there's something wrong. <laughs> it's, uh, he, geez, I've seen him almost fall over swinging, I don't know how many times. But uh, the guy's a baller. Yeah. He's, he's basically resigned to the fact now that he doesn't need to bring his glove to the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> so we call him. Daddy's little hitter. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but the guy's an absolute beast. So if, if he gets hold of the ball, it's not coming back. Yeah. He's uh, and one of the best guys to boot. Like, he's the first to come up. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Yes, sir. But um, there was one I did want to did want to say, uh, if we got time. Yeah, oh, for sure. It was, it was um, Brady Woods. <laughs> so, oh right. When yes. I was listening to that, I knew exactly the ad bat that he was talking about. Okay, that, good. I was. It was not. Well, it was the only interaction I ever had with. Him. And uh, my, oh, as stories go, mine's a little bit different to his. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows whose is true? But uh, well, I'm sure Helly. <laughs> I'm sure Helly's going to have a different story too <laughs> yeah. on his on his podcast. Oh, oh for sure. But um, but yeah, we. Facing off against each other, both young at uh, at circle tap, and uh, it was exactly like Brady said. It's, it, he was just coming out and so hard. That was it. He wasn't making the ball move a whole lot. He was just going to throw it past you or through you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was a. I think it was a one run ball game. It was loaded bases, and he threw two straight over the top of my head. And I'm just like, "What is this guy doing? <laughs> and is he trying to walk in the win it like the tying run?" I'm just well, all right, I'll do it then. And, so we're drawing back with the fours. He was staring me down. I was staring him down and got the three O's. So I was like, all right, I'm not swinging at this next one. I'll, I'll take the walk in the chair and threw one right down the pipe. And he sort of stared me down, whatever. And <laughs> I was like, all right, throw it again then. And, uh, and he did. And I got it. Yeah. Just, so he sort of stared me down going down the first base. I stared him down. I think a few words were exchanged and, uh, Went around the bases and uh, and that was it. From then on, everyone was saying how good of a guy this Brady guy was. I was like, he was jawing me the whole time. <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? And, uh, and that to, still to this day, the only time I have ever jawed back at a pitcher and let him know what I thought of him after I hit a home run. <laughs> but uh, then after that, everyone kept saying he was such a good guy. I was like, oh, geez, maybe I was a dick. <laughs> Brady's got everybody no, messed man. up. I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, at least maybe, maybe with this podcast, it's a good way to everybody to air out their dirty laundry with each other. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. But, uh, but no, I've had well, we kind of got that meet there in the beer tent there at, uh, at Nationals last year and, we didn't really get to talk too much, but uh, but no, nah, from what everyone said, uh, definitely need to sit down and have a deal with him and uh, and actually get to know the guy because oh, he is he's a beauty, really, yeah. really good guy, and yeah. great pitcher to boot. Anyway, Shalesy, yeah. I need to thank you very much for coming on because I mean, no worries at all. Mate. It's going to be a a big boost for us, uh, and I mean, we're trying to we're trying to get the the game of fast pitch out there, and you know, thank you very much for coming on. Oh, man, I love what you're doing, and uh, I'm sure if I can help in any way and get the guys on here, I'm I'm happy to help out. But uh, no, I love what you're doing, and uh, I definitely want to hear what Hilly has to say. That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, uh, hey, Nick, always a pleasure talking to you, and uh, I appreciate everything you've done for us. And I, I can tell you, you made some big impressions on some ball players in Nova Scotia for sure. And uh, thanks again. Uh, Good luck to you and Lennox and Jen and, and your new baby on the way, and uh, we'll see you around the ball field hopefully next year. Cheers, Harpy. One of the best, mate. Cheers. All right. Talk to you, Shelsey. All right, boy. See ya. See you later.
trying to see what's on the newscast this evening Nah, I don't need no reason Music in the air, got the Grammys on the cable Dinner on the plate, whole family at the table This at home cook, hit your soul, take your shoes off This at feel good, yelling loud from the rooftop This at snow day, all the kids taking school off This at Billie Jean, Michael Jackson, first moonwalk And I've been waiting for some good news, good news I'm just trying to get my foot loose, foot loose And we've been dealing with the wrong thing so long The smallest things can make it right, that's why we hold on for some good news Feel good. I'm feeling like we never talk about what's going right. My daughter's smiling because of rain.